Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog. Now, the following three articles are all interconnected. I began writing one article, and I just kept getting longer and longer and longer. And I felt that each of the subjects, uh, excuses, thinking, and image, should have some space of their own to expand on and, and give examples. Now, all three are related to how we feel about ourselves and how we behave. Now, these articles aren't intended to confuse you. I mean, I attempt to present both sides, if not three or four sides, of the human coin. See, your mind, your emotions, your thinking, and your behaviors don't always have logical reasons behind them. The human spirit cannot be compartmentalized and and explained in modules. But, you know, that can be the enjoyable experience of discovering who you are and why you sometimes do the things you do. Now, there may not be any real logic behind your thinking and behaviors, but you may be able to control your thinking and behavior better. So, let's start with excuses. And I'm talking about every fucking excuse in the world. Now, I've heard them all. Oh, my job sucks, but my wife doesn't. I have to pay this or that, so I can't quit my job. Everything is so fucked up, my entire life sucks. Everything is going wrong, and then my friends want to go out and party, so I, you know, I end up going along with them. I wanted to do this or that, but then, you know, this or that happened. I want to, but, you know, I mean, I'm trying so hard, but blah, blah, fuckity, blah, blah. Ah, shut the fuck up, you know? Those are all excuses. Hey, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm deriding you or or preaching to you. I'm certainly not trying to. My goal here is to openly bring up some points about the way humans think about rationalizations and excuses, and then get you to think about these points yourself. See, I know all about excuses because I used to use them all the time myself. I mean, hell, I still do, but I'm getting better at recognizing when I'm using excuses. Now, right now, I want to let you in on a little secret. You see, I'm not special. I have no superpowers. I'm no better or different than you. In fact, I'm probably lazier than you. I'm probably more fucked up than you are. But I have come to accept these facts about myself, and if I want my life to change or to improve, then I have to do something about it. I have to clearly see when I'm just making excuses and then take action and do something. Just because you and I make excuses doesn't mean that we're bad, lazy, awful people. Well, I might be, but you're not. Excuses are the default mode of the mind. If something doesn't happen or turn out as planned, we conjure up an excuse and give that as the reason. But maybe there aren't any real reasons, or the reasons we think of weren't the actual cause. The mind demands answers, and it will find or fabricate correlations and then create reasons and excuses. Now, it seems to me that making excuses is a way of masking over a lot of the things that we don't want to accept in life. I also feel that there's a big difference between an excuse and a reason. See, a reason explains how or why an outcome did or did not occur. Now, as an example, I was arrested for drunk driving because I was legally drunk. I broke the law, and I thought I'd get away with it. Well, I didn't. 
Now, an excuse in its rawest form explains that an outcome didn't occur or that no attempt was made or will be made, and usually by placing the fault on someone or something else, even if an outcome does occur. Now, the same example. Oh, my buddies all wanted me to go out drinking, and they pretty much forced me into it, so I did. You know, and if that cop wouldn't have pulled me over for not signaling, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket. I mean, holy shit, I was just a couple of blocks away from my house. You know, he could have given me a break. Making excuses is not an exclusive trait of those of us dependent upon substances. Sober people invoke excuses just as often. Look, I'm clean and sober, and man, I can come up with solid excuses, or at least they sound pretty solid to me. I'm fully capable of talking myself in or out of something without the aid of booze or drugs. It's not easy for me to determine whether my excuse is just an excuse or it's a valid reason. And then there are the people who you never hear excuses from. You just hear what they've done or what they're doing. It isn't that they're superhuman. They just don't waste their time or your time talking about what they could have done, should have done, or wanted to do. Now, they may not be any more productive than you or I, but they don't talk in terms of excuses. Hey, if you want to drink, then don't make excuses. Don't tell me or yourself, Oh, I'm trying so hard, but, but... But what? And then, then rattle off an excuse? Hey, you drink because you either like it or because it changes your mood, changes your perceptions, feels fun, whatever. Those are the reasons. Look, I'm not endorsing that you uh, drink or do I want to sound as if I'm being a permission giver. You don't need my permission to drink. But if you want to, you'll use my words here to give you an excuse to keep drinking. Hey, you know that sober guy, he said that if I want to drink, I should drink. You don't need anyone's authorization to conjure up excuses. Just come up with them. I'm pretty twisted how we can adapt excuses to our needs for either good or bad, right or wrong. Hey, but maybe you don't like the consequences that come with drinking. Maybe your drinking is costing you more than money. So if you want to quit drinking, then you have to change something and not just change the excuses. Now, I've found that the hardest part of sobriety isn't not drinking. I mean, it's all the activities, events, people, emotions, and experiences associated with drinking that are the hard part to stop or separate from. Now, here's where you might say, well, I drank alone, so your theory is flawed here, Mark. I don't know. There may be countless reasons why you drink alone. Loneliness, boredom, behavioral habit, a desire to mentally escape your surroundings or your memories. But saying, I drink alone, is an excuse to continue drinking. If you didn't have booze in your house, then you couldn't drink alone. If you don't buy it, or you don't have someone bring it over for you, then you couldn't drink it, because it's not there. Now, as simplistic as it sounds, it's the truth. Now, quitting destructive drinking is only part of sobriety. And now that you have more time and money available, what are you going to do with it? Now that your mind is a bit clear, how will you use your mind? Will you expand your knowledge and be active in building a stronger body? Now that you have all this newfound sober time on your hands, don't make excuses for not exercising, reading, doing something mentally challenging. Hey, look, if you don't feel like doing those things, at least don't make excuses. If you want to sit around and watch TV, then do that, but don't expect big results from it. All right, here are my suggestions. 
it doesn't serve us well when we rely on excuses to mask over our own decisions, actions, and outcomes. Excuses push us into the realm of delusion. Say your reasons out loud. Now, do they sound like excuses? Instead of using excuses, try to explain things in terms of reasons. If you don't want to do something, say why. If you want to drink, explain it out loud. Or better yet, write it out. Sometimes the reasons help you understand the cause of things. And then you can work on changing your actions regarding the causes. I can usually find the flaws in my thinking when I state my reasons out loud. Or better yet, I'll ask a friend to repeat back to me what I just said. I'll often hear an excuse when I do that. It doesn't sound like an excuse when I'm thinking it or even when it's coming out of my own mouth, but it sure sounds like an excuse when I hear it coming from someone else's mouth. And this is another reason why I write. I have to think and then formulate my thoughts into words. Then when I see the words and I read them back to myself, I can either see the flaw in my thinking or the words act as a reminder to maintain my focus and motivate myself. You know, a lot of people say, I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to clean up, sober up, look for a new job, go back to school, go on a diet, whatever. I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, I'm sure that they mean it sincerely. But guess what? Today is already tomorrow. It's never too early to start on change. And if you're wrong when you attempt uh, making a change or attempt something, then try something else. The only failure comes in not trying. Excuses and repeated excuses set the stage for how we think and how we think of ourselves. Now, the next topic of this three-part article is breaking apart the difference between thinking and doing and how each affects the other. And that article is titled, What You Think is Sometimes More Important Than What You Do. All right, so please click on the next article and follow along with me here. Thanks again for spending your very valuable time with me. My name is Mark Tuchel.